I'm worried about Death Stranding. It's a bold new vision, a great new genre, but I'm worried it's going to flop because it doesn't have a good tagline. Only tagline so far is it's the world's first strand game, and as we all know, that doesn't fucking mean anything. <laughs> so how I'm going to float this one by you guys and you let me know if this is going to you know move the product but mm. you're going to have you're going to have a whale of a time cuz this one has bad whales in it are they bad they just Ooh. i don't know they're covered in oil it's they some seem of the like worst they need help. whales here's a list of bad video game whales obviously top of the list that sonic <gasps> the hedgehog for dreamcast one a real yeah, ding he was dong, a jerk. i think we can all agree then what, we what have about, these inky uh, uh, nightmare whales you're in for a good time that's good yeah cuz there's a and, lot of pp this time, um, Norman Reedus is pissed off, and he's mm. pissing on the bad whales. <laughs> I'd buy that game. My name is Justin McElroy, and I'm Norman Reedus. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I've seen an unconscionable bout of nude Norman Reedus this month. My name is Chris Plant, and when I die, my body will explode and destroy half of civilization. My name is Russ Frostick, and I am brought to you by Monster Energy Drink. <laughs> Welcome back to The Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home video gaming. If I may, <laughs> if I may be so bold, uh, we are uh, here to talk about the uh, latest uh, gift from Kojima. If I may, on behalf of me and all the other fans, the, um, he's graced us once again with a new gift. It's Death Stranding. Uh, this may be the first episode in our sort of reboot here, so you may be wondering. Uh, are all the episodes that we have from here on out? Is it like a big part of the 2.0 Besties ethos? Uh, talking about Norman Reedus's poopy and pee-pee and blood and <laughs> the answer uh, is all a that strong stuff. yes. The, the answer Hard is yes. yes. So Pokemon, yes. I'm gonna find a way to talk about Norman Reedus's poo-poo bombs in there. Hey guys, I've been looking forward to this one. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, this is what this is. This was a wild video gaming experience for me, the likes of which I have not had uh, in my life. And this was such a gift. Thank you, Kojima, for, Griffin, for this. Since you've been looking forward to this, I'm going to offer you the very, very special opportunity of trying to summarize what this game is in under 20 seconds. Death Stranding is Metal Gear with not as good... Did you... Hey, let me start over. I want my seconds back. Hey, everybody, did you play uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you have a good... Did you have a good time yeah, with that? Yeah, it was that? great. What if, yeah. there were, what if there were ghosts that could make you stop for a while, and also all your guns were heavy and real, and also there was a baby crying, which is cool when you have an actual child, and uh, Norman Reese had... I mentioned the poopy poopy yeah. bombs, uh, so that's good. You throw those at ghosts. Let me start over. I can do even better than that. Wow, okay. even better than that? It doesn't seem possible. Instead of big robots that are maybe actually uh, hive mind controlling the government, what if they were ghosts that you had to throw your piss at? <laughs> That's Stranding. Okay. What's impressive is you did not mention that also your mother slash maybe daughter slash aunt cousin is the president of the United States. You're your own grandpa and you have special blood Man, this is a good game. Wow. So it's a very good video game, and that's the important thing. And I think, how far are we going to go in terms of talking about the st 
story. Can I can I explain <laughs> what people uh, the name like what that even means? Yeah, I yeah I've played twenty hours of it, and I would love to okay. hear this. <laughs> so the death. This took me a while, and I I had to write the review for Polygon, and that like just narrowing this down into like a parsable <laughs> format took a good three hours. So appreciate it, if you will. Okay, so there was an event called the Death Stranding. What that was is ghosts showed up. The ghosts killed someone. That person Mm -hmm. turned into a ghost and then exploded at the same time. That explosion caused other ghosts to show up. They killed other people and caused even more people to show up. And everyone exploded and became ghosts. It It was dope. Yeah, it was pretty pretty dope. It was dope stuff. I'll say say this about... Well, just 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 to clarify, when you say explosion, give us an idea of the scale. Okay, here. so according to the game, and you can actually witness this in the game if you want to, the explosion is like, uh, probably like a three acres. I want to say it's like a good sized explosion. Is, it's not a nuke. It's not nothing. like a huge nuke. It's like a city block, is what I would describe it as. Okay, the size of the explosion, it doesn't, it's not especially relevant. We have no. not, I mean, it was the people you... caught by the ghosts, if I'm asking. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, they wow. didn't enjoy it. They cared. Wow, it's wow, to, Griffin. It's wow, to, Griffin. It's post apocalypse, ghost, the ghost world blended into our world. It was very bad. And now you're Norman Reedus and you have to uh, carry packages from city to city and bring the whole country back together. Mm. Uh, and that's why it's a strand game, is because in this one, it's not about hurting people. Although you definitely yeah, do that, do. it's about bringing us all back together. It's a strand game, so you carry packages from place to place in this post-apocalyptic America. Okay, so Griffin, you did a great job with your five shots at trying to describe the game in twenty seconds. Um, Justin, I know that you've been enjoying the game. Maybe you can describe what you actually do in this game in right. twenty to thirty well, seconds. Well, Griffin kind of alluded to it, but the the main thrust of it is. You are the 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 game. If you want to know the, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts about this game before I played it, and I mm. still could not make heads or tails of it. So I'm going to give you my best. The it is a game about traversing terrain. That is what the game is at its core about. Pretty much everything is in service of that. Um, that means one managing your cargo. You're taking cargo from place to place, uh, giving people what they need, and trying to deliver it safely. Uh, and the second big component of that is the terrain itself, uh, by by which I mean you're, you're bringing ladders, you're bringing um, uh, uh, climbing ropes, stuff like that to help you get across uh, difficult terrain. And eventually, as you get vehicles, you're talking we're talking like bridges, generators to keep those vehicles charged, whatever. And sort of the what what I think is one of the cooler hooks is. As you build things in the environment, those items can show up in other players' worlds and vice versa, and uh, you can leave likes for that equipment, uh, and so can they, which uh, is a sort of currency. It's like experience you points, spend it, but it's it's like experience points, basically. Yeah, that help you um, advance in the game. Uh, I, I want to mention I, one I, thing uh, because you mentioned like you can build stuff in the other worlds and it shows up. One of the coolest things that I didn't realize until I was like thirty hours in is. It's not only stuff that you build that shows up in other people's games, it's places you go. So if you end up walking down the same like set of rocks for a long period of time, 
that set of rocks will get worn down into an actual path that other people can follow. So even if you're not trying to make stuff to appear in other people's worlds, it does. It's like... There's 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 a level of technical achievement in this game that yeah. is like staggering and super impressive. I mentioned the ghosts that show up, uh, the the beached things, the BTs, um, and there are sequences in the game where you have your little baby and he's got a little robot arm that will like look at the ghosts, and that's really your main way of knowing <laughs> where they are. So there are sequences where you have to sneak sneak past them using the cues from your baby's robot arm. God, this game kicks ass. Uh, Before and. and and it, oh, but if you get if you if you get caught, then this big monster whale shows up. And every time that happens, as uh, and let me say also, I hate this and it's annoying and it sucks. But every time it happens, the world kind of like terraforms around you in a way that is like technologically super impressive. And uh, if you die to one of these things in one of those explosions, the 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 three acre explosions that Russ talked about happens, that stays there. Like that stays in the world. And the next time you come through, there's a big smoking crater in the ground that is like that is that that level of uh permanence to the things that happen in the game and the level of sort of like um the the shifting sands of whatever environment you're walking on like i don't know how they did that that's really 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 cool yeah i, I was gonna say before we go uh into the story because i i know we're gonna get there i i do want to point out i already what... explained it there was go- exploding ghosts he like crushed what more do you need? Uh, yeah, yeah. You oh, okay <laughs> well, the, well let's say the end of it and and uh i don't know the moral fiber of the the game i i i think this game's best comparison is uh demon souls not not the dark souls comparison uh and it's like positive demon souls and by that i mean the the joy of demon souls for people who don't know much about it it was the game that preceded dark souls uh it is this uh role-playing game where you go through the environment similar to a dark souls game uh but there are little uh ghost figures are opportunities to bring in people from uh other games or for them to leave messages that help you or hinder you but mostly hinder you because people are trolls um and you you people had to kind of go out of their way to decide to do that what I like about this game is Kojima figured out a way for it just to be positive and for uh, for it to be out of the player's hands in many ways, like what Fresh is describing with carving out your own path. So whether you intend to or not, you will help people. And I think that ultimately incentivizes you to participate willingly in doing good um, and not just being a troll, which is kind of an astonishing accomplishment uh, in the world of video games, but just really quick, uh, one problem similar to Demon Souls, boy, does it feel like a rough draft. Um, wow, does it not explain any of this to you at all? And it feels like an idea that will be much better used in whether it's a sequel to this game or another game franchise down the line. I actually don't agree. I don't think the game itself feels like a rough. I mean, the story, don't get me wrong. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And maybe that's what you're talking the about. The story's not a draft. But the story's not. The story's not a draft because a draft has some sort of coherence <laughs> that can be built upon later. It's not. It a, is a, it's, no. It is a Kojima final printed draft. Like it is not a draft of for a Kojima. Let me talk story. about the gameplay real quick, and then and then we could rag on the story, yes, which is okay, pretty yes. Yeah, uh, I think the gameplay is like the most cohesive idea that he's ever done. Whether that's it's the most fun idea he's ever done is another story entirely. It's not. But I think it is just like. As a full vision, it is like it feels every bit like A, B, and C. Like every component of it was like really thought out. And and Plant's right. Like it is extremely, extremely hard to troll in this game. 
there was one instance, I will say, some guy very smartly and obnoxiously perpendicularly parked a truck on my highway to the point where there was no way to get through on my bike. And I tried ramming it and the physics freaked out and I flew into the sky. So that was the only instance. But otherwise, I think it's brilliant. Wait, 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 wait. I just just want to highlight what you said. The physics freaked out and I flew into the sky. Rough draft. Um, Rough draft because the shooting is bad. Rough draft because you get on a motorcycle and then you have to climb over rocks and you spend 30 minutes. You're not supposed to drive. I mean, you're not supposed to drive a motorcycle on rocks. It's supposed to be uh, bad. What I'm saying is, no, I agree. I think um, from a pure, pure design point of view, you're like spot on. I think this is his most cohesive game by a long shot. But I'm talking about like literally the nitty gritty basics of things feeling correct. <laughs> Here, yeah, it, that's that. That's my big like. This is a game about there is strategy in how you pack things on your back. Everything is physical. Everything exists, right? So if you have a ladder, you got to find a place to carry it. And you get like exoskeleton suits that unlocks like more carry weight and different ways to handle it. But if you overload one side of yourself, you know, it throws off your running. uh, And you, uh, a big part of this game is using the triggers to kind of like counter your weight and lean left when you're going right and so on and so forth. You can also just squeeze both triggers to like, I don't know, clinch Norman Reedus's butt cheeks or whatever. And then he (laughs) doesn't clear. Basically, like, if you're having a hard time, you can just squeeze his butt cheeks and just be fine as long as his butt cheeks meter doesn't run out. And then I guess his uh, monster energy. And then you drink a monster energy to refill his butt cheeks meter. It makes perfect sense. So that's it, right? (laughs) That's the main thrust of the game is is this very physical idea of being a courier who everything in the game exists and you have to be, like, very, very thoughtful about that, not overloading yourself. Uh, but still like trying to take risks and making big deliveries when you can, big salvage runs when you can. The the problem is that the the physics model, the physics engine for this game is like, it's garbage. It is super, super bad. And I was trying to think of a way to like crystallize my thoughts on this. Uh, one of the things that your baby robot arm can do is sort of shoot out like a, a echolocation wave that will, in the same way that like... Um, uh, you know, ski trails are sort of measured by danger mm. uh, or, or by difficulty. It will do that for just the ground around you, right? So it'll show like, a, I forget the exact things, but like a red X on a surface if it's uh, dangerous or slippery or you have a good chance of losing your footing or a yellow triangle if it's like kind of tricky. So you got to be very thoughtful when you go through that. Uh, it feels so, it does not feel physical to just walk around this world. It feels completely mechanical, which is to say like when you walk over like a rocky patch, it doesn't feel like your feet are slipping in between the cracks of these rocks. It feels like the game is saying like, well, you have this much weight on your back and you're walking on the cracky rocks. So now you're going to do the slipping and falling animation. It never feels like that's, right. It never feels that's right. That's interesting. And I did not. I it's, totally disagree. I, I do a decent amount of hiking when the weather is nice. And this felt like the most authentic, like actual legit hiking game I've ever played. In, like, sure. Huh. The, the way that they have turned that into a game mechanic makes sense, but it's not a physical interaction. And I think, like, if you need any evidence of that, just try and climb up a mountain because you can kind of do it Skyrim. Yeah, style. that's true. Like, you can kind of just like put, point your body diagonally at a mountain and keep pressing X, and you will go up it. Like, and it shows like there is there are no laws of physics in this game, and it's a game about yeah, that. Is how I climb mountains, physical so, interaction. To be fair, it's I just <laughs> it's, this is like the least. I mean, there's so much more going on here though than like I I don't want to discredit it but I just don't think it takes away from or at least it didn't for me I mean the game 
for me, once I bought into it, it was much more about the macro of, well, let's see. I'm going to, I know I'm headed down south to drop something off there. Maybe I should pick up a couple more deliveries to make on the way. And if I do that, then I'm going to need the truck. And if I take the truck, I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, they're called PCCs, you, uh, things you use to generate larger items in the world. So I'm going to bring a couple of those to make bridges because the truck doesn't do great with like big, you know, real rocky terrain. So if I need to cross any of that, then oh, I need some metal to complete the bridge. And like, I, I just found that process like weirdly sort of satisfying in a way that like it tickled a part of my brain that like games mm-hmm. don't normally when you that they require you sort of buying into the simulation like i and the the way you can sort of uh work on the world to make things easier for you like i got really into there are these um uh auto pavers that you can feed resources into and will create a long stretch of road which doesn't seem like a big deal to hear me say that, but it's like an amazing godsend when there's like terrible territory right around an area that you need to get to regularly. It's like a huge, and it addresses what Um, plant was talking about. We're like, you can't, you really shouldn't and can't drive a motorcycle over a bunch of rocks. And that's, you know, the roads element sort of addresses like, okay, now you have a very fast way to travel around the world in a vehicle. So it's like tied in because you're the items in the world are so tactile and the, the, like everything in the world has a literal weight. Um, it create it for me, it created a real buy-in with the world where like I was, I, I had so many moments where I would like fill up my truck and I'm ready to go make all these deliveries. And then I hit, like it starts raining. And when it starts raining, that means that the ghosts are there and ghosts can like grab your truck and throw you out of it and sink your truck and just make things terrible. So it's like you are, really in this scenario where it's like god i've been planning this run for 10 minutes i can't you know what i'm just gonna floor it and hope to god i don't (laughs) hit any ghosts and it that's it's thrilling and when you and inevitably you do hit a ghost and then it's like well shit okay i guess i'm gonna fight this squid to try to get back my truck i don't know i i at first i was very annoyed by it because i wanted it to be and i think it's very natural to like just want it to be like other mm. games like to want it to be like anything else but once i sort of understood what the where the challenge was like i've never died i've been playing for 20 hours like i've never had like a game over or a death screen everything is just like annoyance and frustration and like things getting messed up and not going the way i want them to and having to like come up with a new plan on the fly. And that's really cool. I, I have a, a quick recommendation for uh, a lot of our listeners, I think, uh, who who might not or probably won't play this game, which is just watch it. Like, this is a great, great, I mean, just the prime cut type of video game to watch people play. Um, one, because if you just literally flip through YouTube, you will find people doing truly bizarre things in the game. Um, the other, if you watch a stream, you're, it, I mean, it's, it's batshit what happens in this game from a, a pure moment to moment level. Um, in the boring parts, it's great to have somebody who is streaming it and can talk over them and keep you entertained. It is yeah, supremely watchable. And uh, the things that are frustrating about it, like getting the controls right, they disappear if you're watching somebody who's just very good at video games. In like three minutes. If we can talk story just for a second, I genuinely 
was super down with the concept. I feel like this game actually, a lot of people say that this game is like a slow starter. I think it opens super fucking strong. There is a cutscene at the beginning of this game that establishes the stakes and the rules of this world that I think is one of the best things Kojima's like ever, ever, ever done where basically you're going on a mission, learning about this world and learning about the stakes of this mission and shit goes so wrong and it is so terrifying and so cool. Um, I was like fully, fully bought in but the momentum of the game, it's separated into chapters, and like the first two chapters will take you no time to finish. Well, uh, if you, and then the like, game doesn't uh, really tell you uh, that it will. Uh, you could spend 20 hours in the first two chapters if you wanted to. Okay. I may be missing Here's a hot pro tip get out of chapter two yeah, as soon as you can. Is, yeah, as quick this as is from, uh, I heard that from a lot of people, and I was so glad I did because there's a moment at the end of chapter two where they're like, hey, you should finish up all your side stuff. No, don't fucking finish don't your that. side no, stuff. There's no You point. have, you, there are things that will make life easier the further into this you progress. But Please don't stop. But I also felt like the further into it you progress, the more it was like, I don't care that the character's name Die Hardman, right? Like, that doesn't bother me. I'm <laughs> I'm down with that, right? Like, Kojima, I'm down to clown with, like, this, this big Kojima energy that you put down. As soon as you start making me try to care about a character named Fragile who keeps talking about how she's not that fragile, you won't, I'm not gonna go with you there because that's dumb and it's stupid and it's not good. But, like... Griffin, have you finished the game? I swear to God, if you're about to you pull You will be a, ashamed you, of your words and deeds. <laughs> She eats so many magic bugs. <laughs> Why are you doing this? It's. I'm down with it. I'm down with the weirdness, and I always have been. I genuinely love that shit. I'm not like saying this. The the story lost me because it's nonsensical. I'm saying it's that like as soon as it was like trying to make me take it seriously in a way that I'm not willing to meet these games halfway on. Like <laughs> yeah. I was done. again. It will be the story is so much better when somebody makes a five minute summary of all of the wackiness and you watch it in one fell swoop versus waiting for five hours at the beginning and another 10 hours at the end. Can I just talk about the first, uh, just to give people a, a, a sampling. Can I talk about the first, like, what happens with your family in the first like hour? Can I just to like, is that okay? That's pretty early, right? Okay. So if you don't want to hear this, you know, skip ahead two minutes. So your mom's a president, president mommy, and she, president mommy calls you to her office and says, Hey, listen, I really need my boy here. My son, I need my boy. And you're like, all right, president mom, I'm on my way. You show up. President mom's like, actually I'm dying. And I'm so sorry about that. Can you take my body to the incinerator super quick? No problem. Could take your mommy's body to the incinerator. You get back. There's your mommy is back. No. It's not your mommy. It is the same actress, bionic woman's Lindsay Wagner, but it's not your mommy. Not the it's mommy. your sister. It's not <laughs> the mommy. It's your sister who looks like a younger mommy but she's a hologram <laughs> because she's on the, she's, she's on the, the beach. president now except we're not telling anybody i guess it's very that's not unclear start your mom's really still weird. in all like the propaganda or whatever uh your mom wanted to reunite america and you're carrying on her dream and also trying to rescue your sister i guess i'm down with all that it's as soon as you're like but let's get into this relationship between you and your sister and what makes that tick no I just want President Mom's sister. Like that's that's where I'm. That's what I want from you. No, deeper. they're also this a far, little no bit, further. a little a little too close. A little bit too close for brother and sister is what I'm saying. Okay, well that's its own kettle of. Fish. You'll be ashamed of your words. I beat it. I know they're still a little too close. <laughs> um. So I, eight I, out of ten stars. Eight out of ten. I think we can all agree on this one that it is eight out of ten stars. I can't be done talking about Death Stranding. I lo- can we talk? Can we talk about co- combat? We we, we, we will have combat? so much time to talk about Death Stranding during our game of the year conversation because I have no doubt it is 
it, just so everybody, especially people who are new to this show, know. Justin is what I like to call a fan of the busted puppies, uh, the puppies mm. that are at the bottom of the litter box. Uh, and Death Stranding is... Yeah, they're in the bottom of the litter box. That's how busted they are. Is somebody put them in a litter box at the bottom <laughs> of it. And Justin still loves that puppy so much. I, now, I'm... Y- it, it is not that I'm a fan of celebrating people that are trying to do something like novel. And for me, like, that's what this, this, I mean, beyond anything, like, that's what this game is. And uh, there are many terrible things about it. The uh, If I could just 10 seconds, the UI is absolutely mind boggling. The idea that, like, I don't mind having to f- fuck around with cargo, but when I'm fighting the UI to get the cargo, the fact that there's separate menus to recycle your items and store your items and reload your cargo when that should all just be like one screen that you're doing all of that on is mind-boggling the other thing i'll say huge annoyance every time you do almost anything there is like a five second yeah. cut scene right so if you make a delivery there's this five second cut scene of, of watching the guy from walking dead put boxes on a thing it's like i'm a finite being if you on take this a shower planet, i can't there's no joke i just watched there's this video the five, other day there's there five are five cutscenes cut in just taking a shower it's him and you can and you can skip, skip them but you have to yes. press pause and go over to skip and press x for a five second cutscene. kojima let him me press the button the shower, man. him turning the shower on him looking up at the water him looking into his own soul and him walking out of the shower with a towel. Grenades, That's five Grenades cut getting made out of his sweat and body juices. <laughs> That's a different cutscene. This game kicks ass. Eight out of ten stars. Let's go to the break. This episode of The Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right. So, you know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up, you just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi, and once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old, I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old, and they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family, all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it i'm really really happy with it and right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting auraframes.com for a limited time listeners can get 20 dollars off their best-selling frame with code besties that's a-u-r-a frames.com promo code besties terms and conditions apply you go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details. And all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? I'm not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings 
directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution to save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So I think we can all agree that this is the start of something big. This whole strand genre Mm -hmm. is, um, it's huge. And it's changed the face of everything. Before this, guys, I got to say, I just liked these first-person shooters. I liked these big, you know, dumb, you know, military shooter, doom shooter, shooting aliens and monsters. And I got my rocks off like that. But this has made me stopped. And this has made me thanked. And I'm wondering if there's other sort of games that we can give the strand treatment. Do you want to, to define the strand years. treatment before we uh, dive in? Sure. Um, do you know about the? We big did spend 20 minutes talking about it <laughs> right. 20 minutes ago. I think it's got to be all the components that make Death Stranding Death Stranding: the physical interaction of carrying mm-hmm. all of your shit, uh, bringing things, bringing America back together is so important. Make America connected again. Again is a thing that they say a lot. Um, <laughs> make America connected again. <laughs> I know. I understand what you mean. I, you know, it's something honestly springs right to mind. Um, you know, I, I love Pokemon. Griffin, I know you love Pokemon. The other two are sort of up in the air. But the one thing that I've thought that it's always been missing is the realism. And yes. you know, now look, I'm not looking for you to have to carry around your 600 Pokemon. You know, I understand they need to live in the PC. You've only got your six that you can carry around with you. That makes perfect sense. But the six really should be to scale. Like Charizard needs a ball that could fit Charizard. Snorlax, you name it. So at this point, right. I feel like there has to be some sort of like ball carrying mechanism where you've got six Pokeballs that are about mm, 10 feet wide straight up on your back. Yeah. And then every time you have to throw one, it's kind of like a momentum thing where you have to roll them off and they boulder down. Right. A hill. It's inherently gigantic yes. is what you're saying. I People <laughs> listen, Snorlax. A bulked up Snorlax is in the competitive meta right now. That would not be the case if you had to lug no, this big man big everywhere in a big, big ball. I think like, <laughs> uh, you know, Rattata would have a big uh, comeback. Um, I love it. I would say same same vein. I would say Animal Crossing. Death. Str- I, say, I mentioned this. Death Stranding is kind of Animal Crossing already, right? But instead of somebody like, apples, somebody's like, hey, we need some of your piss bombs <laughs> down here because it's getting spooky um so but like that's uh, animal crossing you know i catch this big squid down at the beach i don't just tuck that in my fucking pocket what i carry that thing on my back and i wait for like a duck friend to be like you you got a squid uh because we need it to survive um and you can you can you know just seeing a squid, squid like draped across your adorable animal like like it's a cape Oh, sounds phenomenal. Yeah. I'm so infinite. I don't think my uh, my elephant friend would be like, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, how are you doing this morning? What's up? Ha ha ha. You want to go lift weights? If he saw me carrying three actual axes on my body, I don't think that that would get the warm sort of, uh, how do you do? 
I think for me, it would be Goldeneye. Because, I, I mean, for all of the uh, the sci-fi stuff, Death Stranding is about, you know, bringing some realism back to game. Like, how hard is it to walk? You know, do you set up a ladder? <laughs> so if we did that with Goldeneye, <clears throat> having the real technology of a super spy in, like, 1990-whenever means that you mm. just have to carry around one of those, like, 30-pound desktop computers <laughs> if you want to do any hacking. Um, if you want to, you know, travel to Russia, you just sit on a plane for 12 hours. Oh, uh, I love that. That's you good. Have, like, the option to read some magazines. Uh, by the time that, you know, James Bond gets, you know, flirting with the woman at the bar, he's like, this is nice, but I'm going to go to bed. I have I'm had so a tired. very long day. <laughs> I am carrying 11 knives right now. I have 11 throwing knives in my body. So you tell me like how that works safely. The only thing I can think so, is he's holding them out in front of himself, like walking very, very carefully. Here's my pitch. <clears throat> it's Madden. So when you tackle somebody, mm-hmm. right, a lot of times you when you knock over a defender, they just sprawled out on the ground. Oh, no. But think about the ramifications of no. actions. now when you knock someone over you have to pick them up and put them on your shoulder and you've got to carry them with the ball and if you get another guy you knock another guy down well i'm sorry friend you got to put him on your shoulders too and then if other people in their games knock down players then you'll see them in your world and you could pick up their ghost players for bonus points okay and then at the end of the the end zone you take the football in the end zone. You look down. It is a baby. You've been carrying a baby the entire time. I do want to say baby points when you or BPs, as we call them. I did want to say when you mentioned the ramifications of tackling someone, I definitely jumped right to CTE, which was pretty horrifying. And I'm glad you didn't go there, but I'm glad I did. Hey, by the way, what are BTs? I've been playing for 20 hours and I don't know what the acronym of the main bad guy in the game is. It stands for Beached Things. Fuck, I wish I didn't know. I take it back. I take it all back. Uh, We're recording these episodes early so we don't have interactions from you, the the listeners, but we desperately want that. Uh, We have an email address. It's mail at besties.fan. Uh, and uh, if you want to send us something right now, what we'd love to hear from you is your games of the year. So what is your number one game of the year and a sentence about why it is the game of the year? You can send that to mail at besties.fan and we'll incorporate that into our end of the year um, extravaganza <laughs> that we all love to do. Uh, anybody be playing anything else other than Death Stranding, which I know we're all uh, you know 24-7 on? Yes, um, I have been playing a game called A Short Hike, which I didn't know anything about, uh, And but I'd seen people talking about it, and just looking at the graphics of it, kind of looked like it was going to be another one of those like super emo uh, like indie games with like really cute characters, but then they start talking about like really grim topics, and I get like kind of depressed. Uh, it does get a little bit real, but by and large, it's like a very sweet exploration centric game you're like in this camp and you're it's like wide open and you can like go wherever you want you're like a bird and um it's got this just like very cool looking kind of ps1 era lo-fi art style but it's all in 3d this looks radical this is super just like it immediately grabbed me like it was such a palate cleanser from like the dark harsh world of uh, death stranding what's the what's the platform it's on PC. Uh, I believe it's on Mac and Linux as well. Um, and uh, it's super short. I mean, based on the name, you should probably guess that. But it's it probably only <laughs> takes like an hour or two at most. 
Uh, but I was like totally smitten by it and like played through it in one sitting and just like totally delightful, lighthearted game if you're looking for something cute. What I love about video games is any other medium, uh, a book, a film, TV show, you'd say, oh yeah, uh, you, the main character is a bird. And people would be like, oh. <laughs> uh, but you were just like giving a description in an offhand and you're like, yeah, and you're, you're like you're a bird. And yeah, it's like, yeah, sure, sure, know, of course you're a bird. It's magical, it's a, it's a magical game. realism. Um, after you play a short hike, which you should prioritize, dear listener, you should play Lonely Mountain Downhill, which kind of pairs perfectly with a short hike uh, in that they're both games about movement and the serenity of nature. Um, Lonely Mountain Downhill is a off or a dirt road biking game, um, and there's nothing really like it. It kind of controls... Uh, it's isometric view, but it controls a little like the Warthog, um, the car in the Halo games, mm. where whichever direction you're steering uh, with your joystick is the direction that the bike goes. Um, and there are challenges. You you can add challenges to get down the hill at a certain speed or yada, yada, yada. But really, the pleasure of the game is just gradually working your way down a giant mountain on a bike. Um, there are are incentives to actually find these kind of pit stops and take in nature. Um, it has this really low poly aesthetic that I kind of was not into when I saw pictures of it. Uh, but combined with the music and the vibe, it just feels really chill um, and refreshingly low stakes. It's the game that I have been going back to probably the most all season. Been playing Orangutan lately. You guys down on Orangutan? I have no idea what that is. Oh, man, it's this great platforms platform uh table a uh, coffee table this is a board <laughs> game for little children that i got for my my little boy <laughs> and in it there's this elastic cord hanging between two palm trees and there's this orangutan and he hangs from that cord and you have to hang bananas and lizards and bats on him but if you hang too much the cord just launches upwards like a fucking monkey crossbow and all the bananas go shooting all over and it scares the boy every time oh it's like mr bucket it's kind of like Mr. No, it's kind of like Don't Wake Daddy. Any oh, sort sure. of fear-based board game where mm-hmm. things snap and explode and send bananas <laughs> flying into the air and scare the boy. But for us adults, huge competitive element. I'm looking for a more pro scene that I can, a circuit <laughs> I can join. Uh, I'm really good at hanging the bananas on the monkey and it does scare the boy every time and that's uh it can be a fun like a fun Eat. scare. You know there are people that are like terrified of balloons and the prospect of them popping. Yeah, it's like that. And I I now know where that comes from. Yeah, it's because of me. <laughs> uh, I uh, oh, let me sing my jingle one sec. Idol game watch, idol game watch. It's like a game that you don't play. Idol game watch, idol game watch. Just waste your time away. If you've got a tab that's got some work, then click on over. Don't be a jerk and play an idle game. It's the Idle Game Watch. Hi, everybody. This is Idle Game Watch, where I talk about games that are designed to waste your time. Uh, th- this week's installment is Incromancer. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're not totally wrong uh Incromancer is on congregate is in browsers you can play it for free right now uh and it is a game where the screen is a very lo-fi uh village full of people and you are uh able to click to deploy a zombie when your energy is full 
uh, and your energy is constantly refilling, so you're constantly spawning more zombies. The zombies then eat the villagers and give you blood and brains that you use in the shop to upgrade the uh, the, the incredible power of your uh, zombies. Uh, there are other resources that you collect, like bones and, and what have you, and those are used to upgrade your crypt where the zombies come from. Uh, and it is mainly about the, satisf- the satisfying feeling of seeing, like, starting with, like, three or four zombies and then eventually having a uh, a horde of these little green zombies uh, sweeping across the screen, just destroying uh, the village. And it is uh, thoroughly entertaining uh, if you if you like an idle game. Uh, you can set up stuff to where, you know, the zombies are spawning on their own and, and you know, you don't have to... Uh, uh, stay constantly watching it, which makes it an, an idle game. But it is a—it's uh, a really good one of these, and it's a, a pleasant little, pleasant little diversion. I had a question: Is there a closing theme? That was the idle game. Watch. Thank you. It's much quicker. <laughs> well, this is the besties. We're back in a big way. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed our bold new genre. This has been a strand podcast, uh, and <laughs> uh, the first the first few episodes here, you can listen, you know, wherever the hell you want to. But we are happy that we uh, are able to revive the show with the help of uh, Papa Spotify. Uh, and so, go ahead and get that Spotify, get subscribed down on Spotify because starting next year. 2020 uh all all of our episodes are going to be uh up on the on the spotify platform you don't got to be a premium member you don't got to pay anything uh just just find us there on spotify and check us out and again thank you to spotify for helping us um helping us revive this show i have missed doing this immensely and i'm so glad that we're we're able to to get going again yeah, I do want to also mention uh, there might be some people that are like a little bit grumpy that we're exclusive to Spotify. Maybe you don't want to install a separate app. Um, to those people, I would say this show would absolutely not exist <laughs> were it not for Spotify. Right. Uh, the fact that you're hearing it weekly is 100 uh, percent Spotify being enthusiastic. Your your options for listening to it are Spotify or nothing. Yes. Our options for making it are Spotify or nothing. It is a complete level one to one. Yes. But, so uh, yeah, don't don't be grumpy. Don't be grumpy and don't don't wait. Go f- go find us there on on twenty twenty because again, uh, be- before twenty twenty, all of our episodes uh, are going to be weekly up on Spotify. So go ahead and, and lock it in. Uh, and I think that's it. You want to take us out, Juice? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to uh, listen to us uh, next week when we will join you again for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games the besties is a spotify original podcast in association with vox media the show is edited by jelani carter and our theme song is by ian dorsch Besties!